Hey weirdo, what's your superpower? And how will you use it to change the world? Welcome to Season 1, Issue 4 of Just Us Weirdos, a weekly serialized fiction podcast about learning to be heroic, no matter how weird your power might be. Thank you so much for joining me here for the story today. I'm Charlie White, the writer, narrator, and producer, but I don't have the most important job on this podcast. We would be nothing without you listening to it, and I so appreciate you coming back for a fourth week. Last issue on Just Us Weirdos, we saw Amina Amparo, dressed as the superhero Graphene, sneaking onto the EcoDirect ship to confront the strange person throwing bananas. He turned out to be a boy superhero named Beninja. And before Graphene could find out why he was there, he used a banana cream pod to hide his escape into the night. Graphene and IT Grill agreed that Beninja was pretty weird and continued with their mission. Pretty soon, Graphene came across a guard carrying a sticky foot cannon and the green gun, otherwise known as the Puka Bazooka. She tried to sneak around them, but they found her. She ran. She made it to the server closet, but not before one of the guards caught her. They struggled at the hallway, and she managed to stick him to the ground with his own sticky foot cannon. But she also stuck the binary supersuit to him. Graphene and IT Girl managed to find the computer they needed to reboot, but discovered that Ninja had already stolen a critical component, so there was no longer any day that needed to be saved by superheroes. IT Girl was sure that the next step in their mission was recovering the supersuit. And Graphene was sure that the next step was getting out of there alive. Since IT Girl was only joining by camera, Graphene turned the camera off and tried to find a way out. Kids, today's episode contains some content that might offend your adult. You'll see scenes of children being unsupervised, a dangerous close encounter with a dolphin, and perhaps the worst thing to ever happen on Just Us Weirdos? An old guy trying to look cool with a ponytail. So, if any of these things are going to make your adult uncomfortable, you should listen with headphones. Otherwise, sit back, put a smile on your face, and think of something weird. It's time for Issue 4 of Just Us Weirdos. Out of Water Searching the computer room for another way out, Amina discovers a small hatch in the floor behind a bank of computers. She pops it open and sees a tunnel marked Maintenance below. Not having any other choice, she crawls through the tunnel. It ends at a ladder going down into a dark room. She takes the ladder down and holds up the stunt cam, activating the flash to give herself some light. The room is full of boxes labeled Danger Radioactive Material. Amina shudders and looks for a way out. Her footsteps echo strangely. Amina thinks it must be because she's underwater now, but it's creeping her out. She slows down, but the echoes of her footsteps continue. She stops walking altogether, but the echo still continues. It's not an echo. It's a tapping sound. And it's coming from a hatch below the danger radioactive material boxes. Amina moves to the hatch to investigate. It's a small round bump of metal on the floor with a dial that's bigger than both her hands put together on top of it. Curious, Amina crouches 
and taps against the hatch three times. A moment later, three taps echo back. Having nothing left to lose, Amina begins to turn the massive handle on the top, unscrewing the safety lock and pulling the hatch open. A small amount of water comes up through the hatch. It opens straight into the sea, but since it faces downward, the water doesn't rush into the ship. Below the hatch is a dolphin. It swims slightly away from the hatch. Then it seems to wave its pectoral fin at Amina. Amina has no idea what's going on, but she can imagine her best friend Dagny telling her something like, don't look a gift dolphin in the mouth. The stunt cam is waterproof, and she doesn't care if her headset gets ruined right now, so Amina jumps through the hatch into the cold ocean. It's dark and far colder than she'd imagined, but the dolphin swims up to her, and she wraps her arms around the creature. Amina holds her breath for an underwater ride until they're well clear of the Ecodirect ship. The dolphin surfaces and jumps up into the air. Amina holds on tight, sailing with the dolphin under the moon. She can't help herself. She lets out a little laugh. The dolphin seems to be swimming back to the shore, but not to Binary Consolidated. Instead, he's heading to the public beach in Quadropolis. Several minutes later, Amina finds herself climbing a ladder onto a dock at Quad Harbors Marina. The moon has already come up, and Amina is cold, but she's also grateful to this strange yet beautiful creature who has saved her. Amina shakes the water off the stunt cam and points it at her unmasked face. Hey, Dagny, she says. Uh, IT girl, I mean. I'm sorry I lost your suit. I hope you're still watching. I guess my first adventure as graphene wasn't really a success. Amina takes a deep breath and looks at the rising moon. A few hours ago, she'd been so excited and confident about this adventure. Now, she just feels like a dumb kid. She shakes her head and looks back to the stunt cam. Maybe I'm not cut out to be a superhero. I'm coming home now. I left my bike at Binary Tower, so I might be a while walking. If you don't hate me too much, maybe you could send me a car. Amina clicks the stunt cam off and drops it to her side. She looks at the dolphin, who seems to be patiently waiting for her in the ocean below. Goodbye, friend dolphin she says to the beautiful creature. The dolphin seems to wave at her. Then, as if this whole night has not been strange enough, the dolphin does something even stranger. It bends its nose back, so it's almost touching its tail, and in a swift motion, the dolphin jerks forward like a spring. This makes the dolphin shoot up from the water into the air. Amina laughs again, it's amazing and unbelievable and so beautiful. Then it gets stranger. In midair, the dolphin turns into a man with smooth, wet brown skin flying through the air, barreling directly towards Amina. Amina ducks, and the man, no, actually a boy, sails right over her head. As he does, the boy reaches down and grabs the stunt cam out of her hands. Amina shouts, but the boy is already falling to the other side of the dock, back towards the sea. Before the boy hits the water, he bites onto the stunt cam, and when he hits, he turns back into a dolphin with the stunt cam in its mouth. Amina steps toward him, but the dolphin dives deep, carrying the stunt cam and the video footage with it. 
Standing, shivering, and not sure what to do next, Amina slowly walks out of the harbor. Later that night. Halfway back to the Quad Meadows suburb, where Amina and Dagny live, a limousine pulls over. A window in the back rolls down, and Amina sees her friend Dagny. Get in, Dagny says. Amina sighs and says, I'm sorry. Not now, Dagny says. Just get in the car. Amina sighs, but she does get in. She's never been in a limo before. She'd hoped her first time riding in one of these would be for something a bit more exciting. It's been a crazy night at our house, Dagny says with ice in her voice. There was a break-in at the mansion. I was home when it happened. I called the police myself. Dagny looks at Amina, making it clear that she's telling a lie that she has to tell since the limo driver can overhear them right now. Amina feels panicky. She knows she has to play along with the lie, but she's not sure how much to say. She tries to pretend the break-in story is real and think about how she'd actually respond to something like that. Are you okay? She says. Is your family okay? Dagny says, We're fine. It happened while my mom was out for dinner. By the time I called the police, the robber was already gone. In every sentence, Amina can't help but hear the anger in her best friend's voice. She asks, Where's your mom now? Dagny gives a sad laugh and says, She had to go to work. She sent me to her downtown apartment. I think she just needed to get me out of her hair while she deals with the fallout from this mess. Amina nods, then she realizes she hasn't asked what was stolen. She hasn't asked because she already knows that the binary supersuit was stolen. But the driver doesn't know that she knows, and she has to keep up appearances. This is terrible, Amina says. Did they take anything? It's really weird, Dagny says. They came in through my mom's office window. There's so much security on the door, but somehow they got in the window and bypassed it all. They only took one thing. My mom says I can't say what it is. Something about a company secret. I'm sorry, Amina says. Don't be, Dagny says coldly. It's not like you took something from my house, glued it to the floor, slammed a door on it, had someone barf on it, and then left it behind. Amina looks over at the driver. She's surprised he can hear something that specific and not react. The limo driver looks at the two girls in the rearview mirror. If you two need privacy, I can put up the partition so you can talk. Dagny says, That won't be necessary, Mr. Frillsworth. We're done talking anyway. We're just going to watch the news now. Amina sits open-mouthed, surprised both that her friend is so mad at her that she won't talk anymore, and also that they can watch TV in the car. Dagny turns on the flat panel in the back of the limousine. The news flicks on, and the girls are surprised to see footage of the gleaming white eco-direct ship on the local news. A news helicopter shows the ship surrounded by orange and white Coast Guard boats with flashing blue lights on top. People in uniform are swarming over the deck, and Amina can just barely make out the two guards from below deck being taken in handcuffs by one of the Coast Guard vessels. A local celebrity reporter comes on, a white man in a green suit. 
His gray hair is pulled back in a ponytail, but his round, silver, wire-rimmed glasses somehow make him look more artist and less hippie. This is Bernie Connors, he says, reporting live from Quad Harbor's marina, where an effort to secretly dump radioactive waste into the ocean was thwarted by a superpowered individual. Amina takes in a deep breath, and Dagny gives her a worried look. How do they know? Did the guards talk? Maybe the whole night wasn't a waste. If Wondar hears about their mission on the news, maybe she'll still take notice of them, even if they can't get the stunt cam footage to her. The newsman, Bernie Connors, continues. EcoDirect Shipping, recently purchased by Quadropolis's own Binary Consolidated, filled this artificially intelligent ocean liner with shipping containers full of radioactive waste. EcoDirect officials stated that the waste would be responsibly handled at a research site. After the superheroic intervention, they have confessed their true intent to dump the waste into the ocean. The guards and the founder of EcoDirect Shipping have been taken into custody. Quadropolis's own Binary Consolidated is maintaining ignorance in the plan of this company it recently acquired. They say they knew nothing about the true intent of EcoDirect Shipping. We've reached out to Binary Consolidated for a comment. We're pleased to have Gwenifer Work, Vice President of Product Development at Binary Consolidated, on the line to discuss this developing story. A photo of Dagny's mom comes on the television, and her voice fills the car. Thank you, Bernie. All of us at Binary are so upset to learn about these terrible practices at EcoDirect. We've only just bought this company and had no idea that they were anything other than an environmentally friendly shipping company. Needless to say, we will be closing this division immediately. I'm also pleased to announce that we'll be funding a $3 million effort to help clean up the oceans outside Quadropolis. Amina looks away from the TV to her best friend's face. Dagny is frowning and slightly shaking her head. I don't think she's telling the whole truth, Dagny says. This is just weird. She... Dagny looks like she's going to say more, but then glances at the limo driver and shuts her mouth. And then Mrs. Work says something that both girls know is a lie. I'm just so glad Quadropolis has a hero. Like Wondar, Mrs. Work says. And I am so glad that Wondar stopped the criminal activity on the ship. Indeed, Bernie Connor says. According to an eyewitness on the scene, Wondar was called by an EcoDirect employee who told her about these evil plans. As Bernie says this, a picture of the guard who'd been playing games on his phone in the guard shack appears on the screen. What? Amina says. Dagny shushes her. Bernie continues. The superhero Wondar arrived on the scene, and she successfully disabled the ship before it could dump the waste. Wondar fought with the guards and subdued them without even hurting anyone. What a great hero Quadropolis has. Thank you, Wondar. Of course, I reached out to our city's mightiest hero for comment. She took my phone call, but she told me, as usual, she does not want to talk about the heroic things she does in public. She did ask me to remind the kids, stay in school, and remember, be good, be fair, 
be truthful, and you can be a hero too. Amina's anger gives way to a strange feeling, like there are two things in her brain that can't both be true at the same time. She puts her fingers to her head, and she tries to shake Bernie's words out of her brain, but the shaking motion slowly becomes a nodding one. Very gently, all her concern melts away, and Amina looks at Dagny with a big smile. I'm glad Wondar was there to stop the ship, she says. Dagny wants to scream. Wondar wasn't there. But somehow, when she hears Bernie Connor say it, Dagny can see it in her head. Even though Dagny watched her friend on the stunt cam footage, her memories are now being replaced. In her mind, she can see Wondar flying towards the Ecodirect ship like a comet, landing on one knee like a true superhero. Wondar tossing guards over the edge of the ship. Wondar ripping out the component of the ship that would dump waste into the sea. Somehow, the story seems more true than any other memories in Dagny's mind. The story from Bernie Connors pushes out her own experiences, and Dagny's anger is replaced with wonder and awe. Dagny smiles at her friend Amina. I'm grateful for Wondar, too, she says. Maybe if we're good and fair and truthful, maybe we can be that heroic someday. Thank you so much for listening to the third episode of Just Us Weirdos. Normally here at the end of the show, my creative director, Gabe White, joins me to play Villainous Letters. But today I've got something a little bit different to talk about. You see, being a podcaster is a really fun job, but it doesn't pay a ton of money. So I've taken on another job to help pay the bills while we're waiting for the podcast to get big. I've become a 911 operator at home. And I want you all to know this, because occasionally while I'm recording, I might get a call, and I have to take it, because, you know, it's 911, and it's important. Oh, wait, what's this? A call's coming in right now. Let's see who it is. 911, what's your emergency? I am wondering, how illegal is it to be a supervillain? Wait. It seems like the only reason someone would ask that question is because they were thinking about being a supervillain. You're not a supervillain, are you? No, of course not. I'm an innocent villain. Wait, did you just try to say civilian, but accidentally said villain at the end of it? What's your name, civilian? My name is Bob. Bob, that sounds like a made-up name. Are you having an emergency right now? Bob? Yes, there's a supervillain. And what is this so-called supervillain's name and power? My name's Potty Man, and he's making everything inappropriate you could imagine. You know you just said, my name's Potty Man, right? Aw, nuts! Um, did you also know that when you call 911, your name and address pops up on my screen? 
Aw, oh, nuts! So, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and send someone over to your house right now. In fact, 10-year-old Neva from Grand Rapids, Michigan just told me about the perfect person to send. This is Decontamination Man with the power of Decontaminetics. His powers are shooting caution tape from his eyes, projecting cleaning lasers from his hands, and putting threats in unbreakable bottles. He's gonna defeat Potty Man by blocking off the danger zone and putting Potty Man in a bottle and cleaning up. What do you think if he comes over to your house right now, Bob? Aw, devil nuts. I better run for my life. Decontamination Man is on the way. Click. Okay, that was a really weird first 911 call. Fortunately, we live in a pretty peaceful place, and I don't imagine I'll be getting... Oh, wait, what's that? The phone's ringing again. 911, what's your emergency? Hi, this is Creative Director Gabe White. Wait, Gabe, we live in the same house? Um... You can just come downstairs and tell me if there's a problem. Well, Sam is being really annoying. You're calling 911 because your baby brother is being annoying? I don't really think that's what 911 is for. But since he's being so unbelievably annoying, I think it might be a crime. Okay, I'm really not supposed to do this because misusing 911 is a huge problem. But since I've got you here anyway, I'm going to make a recommendation for you. As our listeners know, Just Us Weirdos belongs to a kids podcasting group called Kids Listen. And there's some great content for young listeners on this group. Today, I'm going to recommend that you and Sam listen to Reading Bug Adventures, which features all original stories and music for kids with big imaginations. Every episode is a new adventure. This podcast is written, produced, and performed by a team from an independent bookstore and it encourages reading and exploring new subjects. Awesome! One of the coolest parts of the podcast is that it includes time and music for listeners to color their own illustrations. Do you think that might help with your little brother? Most definitely so. Okay, click. Well, listeners, that just about does it. Oh, wait, the phone's ringing again. 911, what's your emergency? Creative director is back because the podcast isn't big yet, I have been working at the World Salsa Convention to make money. Oh, Gabe, that's really nice, but you didn't have to take on a job like that. Also, you really didn't have to call 911 again if it's not an emergency. It is an emergency. My salsa seems to be disappearing. Salsar might be taking my salsa. Wait, Salsar? Who's Salsar? Salsar has the power of taking salsa from anywhere in the world and having it instantly at his disposal. It's the eve of the World Taco Makers Convention, and the Salsar has just found out. He's planning to use all of the salsa to use his big salsa shooter. Oh, wow, that really does sound like an emergency. Um, this is really weird, but we do have a policy at 911 when we get threats of supervillains. And you know what that is? I have no idea. Well... We have to fire up the random letter generator. Uh, let's see if you can help me out there. Um, can you turn it on? Yep. Okay, can you power it up? Totally. And let's go ahead and generate some random letters. Okay, 
So, we're going to have to have our listeners write in their own ideas about superheroes and the superpowers they might use to defeat the Salsar. And the letters that we need to see in these superpowers are... R. V. S. That's right. R. V. S. We want to see superpowers that contain the letters R, V, and S that will be specialized to help defeat the Salsar and make sure the World Taco Convention doesn't get ruined. So maybe being a 911 operator and a podcast producer at the same time isn't the best idea. I'm going to see if I can find another job. So if you hear me recording next time while I'm driving someone to their destination, don't be too surprised. And thank you once again for tuning in with us this week, dear listener. You can find us online at justusweirdos.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast and interact with us. You can also search in Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, or just about any other location you find podcasts. Look for Just Us Weirdos. By subscribing, you'll be sure to get the new issue every week when it comes out. You can also find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Just Us Weirdos and Instagram at Just Us Weirdos Podcast. We frequently put out our own artwork and images for the show, and we also post listener art there. If you've got a drawing of a hero or a villain, either one that you've made up or want to draw one of our heroes or villains, please send it along. It doesn't even have to be featured on Villainous Letters. We just really like to see what you all create. You can share these on social media, you can post them on our website, or you can email them to hero at justusweirdos.com. Our intro music was written, performed, and produced by Joe Carnwath and his brother James. You can check out Joe's music online at joecarnwath.com or find him on Spotify. I also want to give a special shout out to the band Love Hustler this week. Love Hustler performs Cinderella, which you're listening to right now. It turns out the song is not Creative Commons and was put on a website stating it was by mistake. But the musicians at Love Hustler contacted me and told me I had permission to continue using their awesome song. So please support them by looking up Love Hustler on Spotify and listening to some of their other great tracks. Thanks a lot. Some of the music that is Creative Commons licensed comes from Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and includes the song Zigzag. I'm really excited to have wrapped up our first four-episode arc about the stories of Graphene and IT Girl. We're not done with them yet. Next week, we're going to hear about where IT Girl's powers came from. After that, the camera's going to change position a little bit. And we're going to follow another superhero in Quadropolis as he tries to figure out what's going on with people's memories getting replaced. But while we wait, I have an important job for you. I need you to be kind, be creative, and most of all, be weird. See you next week, weirdos.